Well, guys, welcome to another episode of Millennials in Ministry. I'm your host, Aaron V. Lashley, and today I have the privilege and honor of interviewing Pastor Nick Hand from Fresno, California, uh, pastor of Celebration Church. He pastors there as well as the host, along with his buddies, of the Table Podcast, which um, I discovered because a friend of mine sent me a video clip of one of your podcast recaps, and I loved it because it was a topic that I was you know, diving into myself. And then I've since watched all your YouTube videos and all the episodes and I love what you guys are doing. So Pastor Nick, thank you so much for being with us, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. So first question, just want to ask you a little bit about yourself and I, based upon some of the episodes I've listened to, I know that you've grown up in church and that God has been a part of your life for a long time. Just kind of tell us a story about how you grew up and what you're doing right now. And just like, when did God become really real for you personally? I think for, just like for anybody, I think it's been a journey. I was privileged to have great parents and grow up uh, in a church. My dad actually started the church that I'm a part of now uh, over 26 years ago. And uh, so that's, that's all I ever knew. For mm -hmm. me, though, I, I realized that church um, ended up being something that I was familiar with, yet it was something that I, it wasn't necessarily like part of my personal journey. And what's crazy is I didn't even know it. Like I thought that, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm as Christian as, as they get uh, until I kind of got into my high school, college years and uh, kind of just, I, I grew up in a household where, um, where there was structure and rules and different things like that. And I thought all those things were, uh, you know, what was what was pushing me towards God. And so when I when I got to, I don't know, a certain certain age, I just began to think to myself, you know, maybe there's more to life than this. And and, and it's the classic rebel story, you know, like going mm -hmm. off and trying to find freedom. And I'm going to I'm going to do things my own way and live life the way because I'm a man now, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it really sent me on a journey of self-discovery where I had to find God for myself. And I think everybody in some way, shape or form has to, has to go through that, to go from not just knowing God through what people tell you, but knowing God personally based upon your, your experience. For me, it took, some people are a lot smarter than me and I give them credit. They can just, they can take words of advice. God is real, trust him, never stray. I'm a learn by experience guy and I wish it didn't have to be that way, but, yeah. but that's kind of the, the story. So anyway, so I went through that whole journey, ended up um, kind of venturing off, doing my own thing, came full circle and uh, ended, ended up back, <laughs> back where I started, but with a fresh perspective, I think yeah. that I wouldn't have had, had I not taken that journey. I feel mm -hmm. like I have a perspective able to, to help people even outside of the, of the sector of the church, because yeah. I have a perspective. Um, that, that allows me to understand, uh, because I, I honestly, I have no need for religion. I feel like religion is such a, a wedge. It's, it's, what, it's the framework that people need to explain their relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And I, I think because of my journey and what I've understood about God through, through my path, I'm able to, you know, to connect with people, to realize, you know, it, it, you don't have to jump through all the hoops and you don't have to have it all figured out. You can have yeah. more questions sometimes than answers, and that's okay. Yeah, I love that because I know quite a few people as well that, you know, have different stories or maybe grew up in church, but because they never fit into the mold of the rule game, never, you know what I mean? They kind of shut it away and just never came back to it because they never felt like they fit in. Yep. So I think it's really cool perspective that you have um, and a really cool testimony. So yep. Nick, how did you get into full-time ministry? I know you said your dad had the started the church that you're now pastoring, but or do you have other siblings that they were possibly going to take over the church? Or how did you find yourself in the position that you're in right now? 
step by step. It was never a part of something that I hear people all the time. They ask me the question, how did you know that you were called to full-time church work? And, you know, my dad has this incredible story about how God called him and, you know, spoke to him, you know, what to do. And you're called to ministry. I never had that. For me, owning my calling has been giving God my yes. Just saying yes in whatever season of life he puts before me. I had this dream and uh, you know, it, there was nothing wrong with it, except it was selfish in nature that I was going to be a rock star and an actor and all this kind of stuff. And I ended up having a health scare um, that kind of made me rethink my life. If I was to die, would I be happy for what I was remembered for? And at the end mm -hmm. of all that, I had to say to myself, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be happy tapping out and dying and people saying, wow, he really lived for himself or look what he achieved or accomplished for the sake of who it would be for the sake of me. And so I just decided that I was going to give God my yes and be faithful. So I, I came, came home actually to serve within the church that my dad led. I've yeah. never, I've never asked to lead. I've ever never asked to preach. I've never asked to do any of all those kinds of things yet. Those doors have opened and mm -hmm. it's just been a result of giving God my yes. I'm surrounded by people all the time that their dream is to preach or to lead a church or to be a pastor. Yeah. That's never been my dream. It's just been a result for me of, of being, being faithful and giving God my yes. I tell people all the time, steward your season because mm -hmm. uh, the stewardship of whatever, the way God works, if your, your season is a seed that produces in, in many ways. You, you could, sometimes yeah. we think, how can what I'm doing today get me to the place that I want to be? God has this way that if you'll steward the season that he's put you in, he has a way of taking you and putting you exactly where you need to be, exactly yeah. the right time you need to be there. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Why is it that some people, it's all they want to do is pastor a church and lead and preach. And it's just, they feel like it's a desire that God put in them and it's something they actually want. And then there are others that don't want it ever. And it seems like it, it happens, you know, in their life, you know, not that it doesn't happen in the other person's life, but what, did, what are your thoughts on that? I think sometimes in life we fixate on the pedestal and we think that the pedestal is our purpose. Um, and, and to me, the pedestal is the place that we want to be. When I get there, that's what I'm going to be happy. That's what I'm going to be doing. And I think sometimes when you fixate your, your goal on, on a destination and realize that the dream, the dream is not really a destination. The dream is a passion to get you to the place that God has for you. It's, if, if, it's, if, it's, if, if your dream is really there, the problem is when you get there, there's going to be another there that you want to be. And yeah. there looks a lot like here. So I, I found sometimes in my life, I think that the the more you fixate sometimes on where I'm going to get, how I'm going to get there, the longer it takes mm -hmm. to get there. I think God is all about surrender, which mm -hmm. in my opinion is letting go of my idea of how I think things should look. And I think the quicker that I can surrender, the faster I get to the place that I want to be. Mm -hmm. I think that the more, the more I say, I want to do that. Why come it's not happening? How come I'm not there yet? I, I if I could just do that, I'd be happy. I feel like it actually prolongs the journey to there because yeah. I think God wants you to be surrendered to him rather than fixated on a place because the place can't satisfy you or fulfill you. And I think that you see that in scripture. It's always the people that um, seem to be, you know, wondering star worshipers or whatever. It's like, <laughs> God, come on. Couldn't you have picked someone that was actually doing the church thing? And he's like, no, right. I want that one, you know? And I wow. think that, I think that's just the way that God works. I tell people all the time, man, steward your season and, and don't fixate, don't fixate on a position or a pedestal, man. Surrender yes. to God. If, if those dreams and those desires are for, for, from God, don't you think that he put them there? And don't you think yes. that if you'll trust him, he'll get you to the place that you need to be exactly the time that you 
that you need to be there. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. Yeah. So Nick, like tell us about the table podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, the reason why I love your podcast is because it's long form content and it's really, really good conversations because I feel like a lot of like key growth moments in my personal life have been when I've been at the table with people talking about something that I needed for that moment in my life. Yeah. And so listen, being able to listen into your podcast and those of you watching who haven't checked it out, please, please do check it out. It's really, really good. But I feel like you've set it up where we can participate and listen in on conversations. Maybe we would have never been a part of, which is really, really cool. And it's the context of a, the whole conversation, not just, you know, a bits and pieces here. But yeah. talk to me about your heart for the table podcast and how you got started, why you call it the table and all that good stuff. I call it the table because I think it symbolizes the place of conversation. And I think in our society, it's one thing that we don't do well. We don't have mm -hmm. conversation well. I think the times that we talk, we're talking to prove a point or to be heard mm -hmm. rather than to actually listen. And when you listen, something magical happens. I think that there's something that we've lost in society, and it's really the art of empathy. Being willing, being, and this is being willing, not just <laughs> like, not just, not just talking about do, but being willing to put myself in someone else's shoes, to listen yeah. to how they got to the place that they're at. I think it's really the birthplace for change. I think that if we really want to see change, not just in the church, but in society and in our world, we're going to have to be better listeners. And I think that you realize very quickly through the power of conversation that despite differences, whether it be religious beliefs, political preferences, uh, racial divides, things that, 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 that have the tendency to separate people, when you, when you stop and you have conversation and you listen, you realize we have so much more in common than we do that separates us. To me, it's not, it's not our faith systems, it's not our race, it's not our political party that brings us together. Yeah. In my opinion, it is our brokenness that puts us in the family of humanity. The fact that we mm -hmm. all have things that we don't have answers to. We're yeah. all struggling and grappling with this thing called life that we try to act like we have figured out, but nobody really has figured out. Yeah. When we sit and we have conversation, we realize, man, we, we actually need each other. If we're going to figure this out, I need a little bit more of your perspective and you need a little mm -hmm. bit more of my perspective. And I think that if we would approach conversations, which is symbolic to me of the table, with the desire to listen and, and hear your journey. If my beliefs are true, then hearing your beliefs wouldn't make mine any weaker. They would actually right. make me more confident in them. To me, to, to me, it shows how scared we are because we don't actually know that we have security in the things that we actually believe. If, if they're that fragile, that yeah. when they're challenged, we fall apart. How dare you yeah. come against the way that that I think or the way that I believe. Mm -hmm. if it, man, if our belief systems are that weak, are they really belief systems at all? And then, so I think I also have this passion for long form because I think our generation, I think our world is getting tired of soundbite media, these clips mm -hmm. that are clickbait. And, mm -hmm. and I think we, we, we're starting to realize that just because it, it may get a lot of clicks and a lot of views, but it doesn't make it real and it doesn't make it reality and it doesn't make it mm -hmm. true. I think that this is why there is so much division in not just the church, but in our world because we fixate on, oh, what did you say? And you shouldn't have said it that way. I think through conversation, you can hear beyond the, the imperfections in our articulation and can actually hear what it is we're trying to communicate behind even the word. Nobody is perfect in the words that they say. You know, you put somebody on CNN or Fox News and ask them a question, under the pressure, they may say something they don't even really mean, but through the power of long form conversation, 
I can get, I can actually get not just the words that you're saying, but the heart with which you're saying it. And yes. I think that that's, yes. that's really where the, the magic lies. That's so great. It's so powerful. I love what you said about whenever you feel like your beliefs are challenged and if it, if you like, are like get out of your pants <laughs> because you can't figure out that part. It's like, yeah. well, what do you really believe if mm -hmm. the simple challenge from someone else causes all your belief system to fall apart Then you've got to do some groundwork on your side, you know, it's Man. so true. It's so true. It's so the truth. So, you look around in our world and our, in our society and to me, you know, I wonder sometimes, we say that we want change, but I think we really want our way, you know? And I think that if we would really approach the table saying, okay, I wanna hear you out because I really, I wanna be better and I want you to be better and I want our world to be better and I want I don't want my ego to get in the way. Yeah. I think, man, I really think that we could see so much, so much more produced, not just in our churches, but in our world and our society. Yeah. So Nick, what would you say for you personally? I know you've done several episodes from beginning till now. What has been maybe one of the most eye-opening conversations you've had thus far for you personally? So many. To, to me, that there's there's so many. I think there, I, I think that there's common threads through all of them, and there's and there's different things that that stick out. I think that there's the the reoccurring theme of surrender that I talk about. And I feel like it's part of my life message. I think we try to figure life out. And the reality is you'll never figure life out. You're mm -hmm. You'll never fully understand everything. And I think that that's part of trusting in someone that's bigger than you. This idea yeah. of letting go of my idea of how I think things should look. And then the other thing that has stuck with me, and I, it, I've been haunted by it. It's, it's so uh, crazy. Um, but I was talking with somebody. It was actually the one I did with Alan Autry. And he's uh, mm -hmm. he's like a someone who was in television and actor kind of thing. And, and I was talking to him about destiny and like where you're supposed to be in life. And, and how do you know, like, uh, how, how do you make, like, do you, do you just work hard and do you knock on the doors and you not give up? And, and he said something that I had never heard before. And then I've stolen and acted like it's mine. But uh, he, he, he talked about how, how sometimes it, sometimes in life, the place that you're trying to get, it's not that you're not ready. It's actually that the world's not ready for you. And, and that like stuck with me. And he used the principle of John the Baptist. And he was talking about how, how it, wasn't the, it wasn't the fact that Jesus wasn't ready to come to the world, it's that John the Baptist hadn't done his part in preparing the way for Jesus wow. to come. Because if Jesus showed up, they may have missed him. But because John the Baptist came on the scene telling everybody, hey, you better get ready, somebody's coming, somebody's mm -hmm. coming. I think sometimes in life we see businesses, we see people who, uh, have, haven't we seen it all the time, people that, like, you know, you see like a revolution break forth. you. Like somebody will say like, I was doing that 10 years ago, yeah. but it was like society wasn't ready for it. Mm -hmm. and, and I think sometimes in life, you got to remember that this is the importance of, of staying faithful in your season that I was talking about, stewarding your season, stewarding the place yes. that you're at, because yeah. some, you get caught up in what am I doing wrong? Sometimes you're not doing nothing wrong. Sometimes yeah. it's just that the, the, the stage hasn't been set for you. And I think when, when you uh, decide that you're going to live life by a higher perspective, you embrace a freedom that no person could give to you because you realize that you're not the one driving the ship, that there's somebody that's been looking out for you when you haven't been looking out for yourself. Wow. So. Man, I feel like everything that comes out of your mouth is just like, 
So Nick, I want to ask you last question. This is something I ask all of my guests. Um, this podcast was created for millennials who want to make an impact in their community. That's why it's called millennials in ministry. But I want to ask you, you know, what's one piece of advice you would give to other millennials out there who want to make an impact wherever they are? I would say make an impact in your own life first. I don't think mm -hmm. that you can really help people unless you first truly focus on yourself. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that, um, the Bible talks about, I, I pray that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. And, and I think sometimes in life, we, 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 we know we're a, a three-part being, which is that we're spirit, that we're soul, and that we're body. And I think that we focus on our spirit. And I think a lot of times we focus on our body, but a lot of times we miss our soul. And I think mm -hmm. that everything comes from the outflow of your soul. And, and you can't mm -hmm. really help people until you remember the reason that Jesus came. And he made it really personal in John 10, 10. He says, I have come that you may have life. He mm -hmm. didn't say, I have come that the world may have life. He made it personal so that you wouldn't forget. Wow. In order for you, I don't care who you are, to be able to help the world, you have to remember that Jesus didn't come just for the world. He came for you. He made it personal. So I think I have come that you have my, may have life in abundance to the full till it overflows a better life than you've ever dreamed. Until you grasp that, that God wants, God wants to restore the hurts and the pains and the things that you have, you have said, I'm okay, but you haven't stopped and looked pain in the face and dealt with it mm -hmm. and actually healed from it. Until you actually dive in and make it about, the crazy thing about God is when you focus on your own soul health, you can't help but change the world. There is yeah. nothing that can help people like a healthy person. There is mm -hmm. nothing that people are in. They look, what's, what's different about you? How did you become the first? And you don't have to, you didn't, you don't, you didn't have to, you didn't have to do anything aside from mm -hmm. the fact of allow God to wreck your life. And when God changes your life, it uh, as a byproduct changes the world. Hmm. It's powerful, Nick. Thank you for sharing that. So if people want to stay in touch with you, follow you with the table, check out what you're doing at Celebration Church. What's the best way for them to stay in touch with you? Best way, follow me on Instagram. That's the, the quickest, fastest way. And then subscribe to the Table Podcast with Nick Han on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, just continue to follow along. I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much. Yeah, so, so welcome. And thank you again for taking the time to just be on here and let me ask you a few questions. I'll continue to follow the table and can't wait to keep watching more episodes. And thank you so much for your time, Nick. It's been a pleasure. Anytime. It was great talking with you. All right. Have a good one. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay,